Hi, my name is Rachel Smets, and I am happy to be on the podcast Cultural Matters with Chris Smith. Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural fails and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters on International Business. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution. He makes you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Every episode, he interviews a prominent guest who will tell you his or her story and share international experiences, making you more cultural competent. And now, here's your host, Chris Smith. Hello and good morning, good afternoon or good evening. My name is Chris Smith and you're listening to the Culture Matters podcast. We are um, episode number 129 and the guest for today is Rachel Smets. Of course, she will introduce herself as all the guests do. But a little bit of background here already. Rachel helps ambitious professionals change from stuck in an unfilling career to a meaningful freedom lifestyle. Find clarity, confidence and create your next step to live the life you desire. Rachel is dedicated to inspiring people to live their freedom lifestyle. Having lived and worked in several countries, she has learned to turn every challenge into a new opportunity. All right, we talk about a little bit about everything. It's a bit across the board, but nonetheless, it's a, it's a very interesting, uh, it, it turned out to be a very interesting interview. So let's get right to it. It's time for this week's guest at Culture Matters. Hey, Rachel, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, because I have no idea where you are uh, at, but you're going to tell us that in a moment, because you said, I just came back from Belgium, but coming <laughs> back from Belgium could be anywhere in the world. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, because I mean, we've had some contact before actually recording this, and we chatted a little bit before hitting record. So tell us a little bit about yourself, if you want. Where do you come from? Uh, where are you now? I'm curious. And what is your so-called cultural frame of reference? Ooh, that's a I lot know, of questions. I know, you have um, about 10 minutes for this question, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do some coffee oh. and, and do some hoovering. Okay, okay, okay. Well, leave it up to me. I'll uh, get started. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my name is Rachel Smets. Thank you, Chris, for having me on your podcast because I've been living, listening to um, to you for a lot a lot of times, and I thought, hey, I belong there. Good. And so here I am. Mm -hmm. I am originally, let me start with that question. I am originally from Belgium, just like you. And I am currently standing in the Netherlands. Okay. And um, having said that, I mean, it's just like you say, I'm, I'm anywhere in the world because I keep traveling. And, you know, seven days from now, I'll be standing in Bucharest, Romania. And a month from now, I'll be standing in Australia. So, yeah. But at this moment <laughs> of the mm -hmm. recording, I'm in the Netherlands. And um, who am I? I Well, I've been living and, and, and working abroad in many different country, countries for um, the past uh, 18 years, I think. I haven't, I mean, I, I just came back from Belgium because I do still visit my family and my parents okay. and my brother there, obviously. And um, I have done a lot of things, but I currently I am a breakthrough coach. I'm also an international speaker and a cultural trainer. So I give workshops in cultural differences. And when I say breakthrough coaches, I inspire people to live the life that they desire and really break through the routine and the stressful career that they're at. Because I have been there. I have been in a corporate job where I was completely stressed out and unhappy and unfulfilled. And it just, 
takes quite a while to realize, okay, you know, what choice do I have here? Do I choose for myself, my health, my happiness, my fulfillment, or do I stay here? Because it's a successful career. It, you know, there's a good salary. I had, you know, beautiful car, beautiful laptop, beautiful phone. I mean, everything that you wish for and that on the outside, you look super happy and you have it all. But on the inside, it's like, ah, no, that's not making me happy. Mm -hmm. And so I made the decision to quit and to start really working on my dream life. And my dream life is, is like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm traveling the world, not traveling as in I'm a backpacker, you know, hopping around, but I just literally stay for, I don't know, three months, two months in one country. And then I really absorb the culture mm -hmm. and the people and get to know the locals. And uh, because I'm also a cultural trainer and I have courses on, on cultural diversity, it's just mm -hmm. every time I, I, get either a confirmation of, yeah, the theory is right. Or, you know, um, yeah, I, I explore more and I just, I'm just so passionate and I, I love meeting new people and, um, and inspiring other people to, yeah, both things, you know, to, to, to learn about the cultures and to, to understand the cultural nuances, but also to live the life that you really desire and break through the fear And, and doing the things that you like. And it's, it's, um, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's easy, but mm -hmm. I, I, my clients are ambitious, successful professionals. You know, when, when you have it financially, you really, you know, you've made it, you climbed up this, the, the ladder, the corporate ladder. And then you're like, Oh, you know, this is what, you know, people wanted me to do and expect me to do. And, and I'm actually not happy. I mean, really? Yeah. Um, But then it's a search through yourself, like what, what really makes me happy and, and what is my purpose in life and what is my why? And so we explore that. And um, that's what I did. So that's how I'm able to help my clients with that. And it's just that search and knowing, okay, this is what makes me really happy and, and gives me so much energy. And um, it doesn't have to be traveling the world. You know, for me, I get so much energy when I'm traveling, when I'm meeting new people. I just, mm -hmm. I get so much inspiration because I, I'm, I'm, I do a lot on YouTube. I, I inspire a lot through video. I love teaching online courses and I love doing videos. So you can find a lot about me and different playlists on YouTube mm -hmm. when you go to my channel. Um, and it's when I'm abroad that I get this inspiration. It's just, it's like a ton of ideas come to my mind just like that. And when I'm home, it's like, uh, uh, what do I talk about today? You know, what will I create today? What video will I make today? It's just, yeah. But of course, I mean, my clients, it, you know, some of them, they want to start their own business. Some of them want to start an online business. Some of them want to just change careers. But it's just the step of breaking through that routine life that you have right now that feels familiar, that feels secure, that is financially good. Breaking through that, that, that step can be very tough to do on your own and very scary, especially very scary. But once you take that step, and I talk about fear a lot, And once you break through that fear and you shake hands with your fear and you welcome fear, like, you know, because fear, I see fear as something positive. Fear, it can be something, yeah, just welcome it. Fear, you know, without fear, you cannot grow. So I'm all into, you know, self-development. And I think like, you know, if you really want to grow, you have to feel that fear. But fear can be exciting. Like, yeah, I'm going to change something in my life. I'm going to do something different. I mean, every time I step on a plane, I go to a new country. I'm on my own, by the way. It's like, There is this fear, but it's an exciting fear. It's like, ooh, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, but it's either having the fear and doing it and overcoming it and then realizing, oh, my gosh, I'm learning so much. Or it's, it's saying, oh, my gosh, I have this fear and I'm going to stay stuck. 
Mm. And I'm going to allow the fear to take over me and I'm not going to do anything. I'm just paralyzed. Mm. And everything in life is just a choice. Do you do one thing and stay stuck or do you do the other thing and break through the fear? So, yeah, that's I, 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 I'm going to wrap up here. But that's what I love, love, love talking about all the time, all day long. And uh, yeah, so but fire up, Chris. You okay. might have some more questions for me. Okay. I, 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 I thought you took the 10 minutes literally in terms of uh, introducing yourself, but... <laughs> You've, you've, you've just, you've just made it to seven minutes, uh, looking oh at my the, gosh. looking at the clock here. Um, I am, yeah, I have a, a couple of questions. Usually, what I usually do, I don't prepare a lot in terms of questions. I hardly ever do that for any guests because mm-hmm. I'd like to go with the flow. Same goes for you as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I grab a piece of paper, blank piece of paper. I write down the guest's name, your name in this case, and the mm-hmm. podcast number or 129 at this moment. Mm-hmm. And um, slowly this fills up with more questions and more questions. In the uh, Out of curiosity, uh, to see if, if I, I, I'm to some extent culturally sensitive, or at least have some sensitivity, is that when we spoke uh, before recording, we spoke in Dutch, are you close, are you around the Antwerp area originally? No, no, the Brussels area. Oh, okay, all right. Or Flemish Bra- Brabant, or? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, Flemish, yeah, Flemish. Ah, yeah, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um and how how is this for you living uh, as a Belgian in the Netherlands? <laughs> because the other I, way around is not as as easy in terms of um, the uh, how do you say that in a nice way the non affection that the the Flemish have with the Dutch, even though we share the same language, well, sort of. Yeah, yeah, indeed, sort of. Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I've I've heard you talk about this many times that the difference is huge, and it it is. I mean, when you, when when I work a lot with Indian people and, and people from Asia as well. And, 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 and even Americans are like, oh, yeah, Europe, you know, like, like Europe is all the same. It's like, oh, my gosh, no way. Like Netherlands and Belgium is literally just a borderline in between. And it's just so different. Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's actually the one country I've been living in many and many different countries, even two years in Spain, a year in France, a year in Germany and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, I've been living um, a few years in the Netherlands. So the longest, actually, from all the European countries. And um Yeah, it is very different, very different. Um, How so? The language is, you could say the same, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Because the very first year that I was here, I mean, I talk really differently when I talk to somebody here in the Netherlands. It's the same Dutch, but it's, it's, the words are placed in a different way in the sentence. Uh, the, the, the pronunciations are slightly different as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's the same word written, but I pronounce it slightly different. And they're like, what? Look at me like, like, I'm, I don't know what alien, you know, like, <laughs> what, what are you saying? I'm like, oh, come on, guys. I mean, it's the same word, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it, it is, it is very different. And then comes, of course, the, the other things like, like the, the directness, the, yeah. um, the Dutch you know, directness, that, you mean? Yeah, the, the yeah. Dutch directness in, in the Netherlands, people just, you know, I, I mean, I like that, but they literally, it's the one thing because I've been working, I mean, I wrote a book and everything. I've been talking to a lot and interviewing a lot of expats. And the one thing they all, all, all have in common when they come to the Netherlands, they're like, oh my gosh, the Dutch, they're rude. They're blunt. <laughs> they're rude because they're so direct. They just really in your face, they tell you like, hey, I like you or I don't like you or, you know, whatever it is, but they just tell you in your face. And it just, it comes across as very rude. And they say, oh, we're just being honest and open. Exactly. The, the, the um, intention is not to be rude. The no, intention exactly, is, yeah. is you ask a question, do you like yeah. my dress? And then I say to you, Rachel, now, actually, yeah. I don't. It looks better on somebody yeah. else. And you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> Can't you yeah. sugarcoat this a little bit? Yeah, exactly. But it's not just that. It's what, what, I, what crossed me as well is 
I mean, when we talk about it like this, Chris, you experience it and I experience it, so mm-hmm. it makes sense to us. But for somebody else, they're like thinking right now, well, yeah, I mean, but in Belgium, if somebody says, I don't like your dress, it's the same, right? But it's not. It's just no. the way they say it. But it's also the topics. You know, I mean, when I when I look, I just came back from two nights, you know, Belgian TV, and it's just very nicely, politely, you know, the topics are, you know, but whenever somebody addresses a topic of sex or drugs, it's like, ooh, that's, it's still like, mm, yeah. you know, let's not talk about that. Exactly. Um, in the Netherlands, it's just, you know, gays, lesbians, drugs, sex. I mean, yeah. it's just so, you know. It's across it's, the it's, board it, indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's, it, yeah, it's like, it's really open. Nobody's offended, you know, but it's just a topic that, yeah, it's, so that's another way of, okay, we're just open and honest we just say it like it is you know um i mean one thing i'm just looking outside the window right now is that i'm i'm you know just a very typical thing that 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 you might recognize as well is that the dutch their living room windows it's always open Mm -hmm. you can literally see from the street to look inside people's houses when it's dark outside you literally see see people having dinner by the window you just look inside their houses it's okay you know yes. they don't mind it is, indeed it's also okay it's not that they they mind if if you not stare but at least look inside you can even yeah, wave yeah. yeah yeah you can you can literally sit at their table kind of you know it's so close when you do that in belgium you drive around about 8 p.m. Um, you drive around and, and, and I mean, all the, the, the curtains are closed, mm-hmm. the, the, the windows are shut. It's like you cannot see through. And one typical thing that, that also I had in the very beginning, I mean, in Belgium, people don't call you at 10 p.m., you know, or at 9 p.m. Or, I mean, it's dark. You're done with work. It's mm-hmm. like it's like people don't don't make. And then when somebody calls you at 9 p.m., it's like, what happened? I mean, why would you call me so late? Leave me alone. Yeah. They're very, whereas in the Netherlands, you know, just, just call, you know, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever, just, you know, just, yeah, it's, there's all these, oh, I can go on about this, but there's all these subtle, really, that you have to experience to know it, you know, and it's, it's, it's like you say, they all mean well. Yeah, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, um, uh, to say it in Dutch, and this is a famous, he passed away in the 70s, Wim Sonnefeld, he was a comedian and a singer. He says mm-hmm. you um, you can sing quite nicely, but it's sort of uh, it, when it comes out of your throat. He says it sounds horrible, and I mean mm-hmm. and that's a literal translation of of what he said at that time. And that, and the Dutch find that funny in a way as well. Here's a bit of a um, of homework uh, if this for the Dutch listeners and the Belgian listeners because I, there there are quite a few. Um, so the Belgians should listen listen to a commercial block on on Dutch radio, and the and the, the Dutch should listen to a commercial block on the on the Belgian radio, and it is an enormous difference. The Dutch tend to shout, and the Belgians tend to well speak. <laughs> and so that that's a, that's an easy way to um, uh, to experience mm. the the differences, which indeed are are enormous. Um, Mm. Are you? Do you feel? And and I'd, I'd like a. We can we can move on. Uh, and after this, do you, do you feel that you're discriminated because you're Belgian living in the Netherlands? I don't. Um, I don't. But I have to say that um, you could be either uh-huh. way. Whether you're. The, I mean. Uh, and here's the thing, Chris. I. The reason is that I don't is because one, I'm confident about myself mm-hmm. enough. Um, and it, and confidence is something, I mean, I wrote a book about that as well. It's, it's just something I learned as well. So I don't really mind if people laugh or say something, you know, um, because that's what happened. You know, they make jokes and they're like, oh, what do you say? And I don't get you and I don't understand you and I don't know what you're saying. So you could feel 
you could feel that discrimination like or, and how many belgian jokes i mean you know i've heard you know it's like yeah sure you know but uh-huh. i don't let it affect me so <laughs> i don't really it doesn't you know i'm i'm just laughing with it i'm okay with it i'm yeah. just and the second reason is because i'm so used to um to living in many different countries that I go through this all the time. And it's just part of the, the ritual, but it's also, and the third reason is because I'm a cultural trainer. I'm passionate about cultural yeah. differences. So I'm like, okay, how will they take it here? You know, yeah. <laughs> bring it on. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, I've, I've been living in Belgium. I am originally from Amsterdam. I'm a Dutchman living in Belgium. Ah. And, and for the last only, and I've been living here for the last 13 years. Um, and I only, only twice, a Belgian has told me to um, uh, get the heck out of this country and go back to my own country, and that was really weird to experience. That mm. anyway. So all right, let's yeah. let's move on and let's not do the the Belgian bashing um, as we mm-hmm. could. That's not the idea here. You lived in a in a number of countries. Um, can you just name a few? Um, sure. Um, well, I mentioned already a few. My my very first country was uh, two years of Spain. Uh, but then came uh, Scotland, England, Germany, France, um, the States, um, India, New Delhi. I was in Bangalore for one month, um, so it's longer than holiday, but I was definitely for work. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, what else? Okay, yeah, Germany, Switzerland. Oh, I was in Canada three months and I just I was um, three months in New Zealand. And nothing, so, yeah. nothing in South America or Latin America. No, not yet, but definitely curious. on my list. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, no, no, I definitely okay. want to go there. All right, just curious. Um, so, mm-hmm. okay, this. Let me just segue into into what you do as a as a profession, other than being a cultural trainer, is that in the introduction we could have heard that you you help ambitious professionals. You mentioned them yeah. already. Change mm-hmm. from being stuck in an unfulfilling career to a meaningful freedom, and you you wrote that in capitals. So to a meaningful freedom lifestyle. Mm. So what mm-hmm. in your, um, what, how does that look? What is a freedom lifestyle look to you? And, and how in your experience in the country that you've just mentioned, uh, how, how does that differ? How, do, how does that pan out differently? Uh, freedom is a, a very important word to me. Um, and freedom lifestyle is something that a lot of people talk about and it's different for everyone. So it doesn't really matter what country you're in. It just, um, it really matters on how you define freedom for yourself. And so I've been interviewing, uh, several people and all of them define freedom in a different way. Exactly. For me, it means doing what I want, when I want, where I want, and especially where I want. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and that means you know i can i can work from anywhere i just need my laptop and i can travel and be in other places all the time and and do my work uh-huh. and that is freedom to me I, I i i'm just not a person to work for a boss that is very clear <laughs> i tried uh, but i'm a real entrepreneur so um when i work for a boss that's what stresses me out even though i'm i was good at my you know i was a successful ambitious professional you know i was good at what i did in the corporate world but mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just didn't make me happy so yeah so freedom lifestyle it's just um it can be really a lot of things but most of the time it's it's yeah and 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 freedom to do something meaningful you know people um whether you define freedom the reason i say it like that is like you create the life that you desire you create a life you know the freedom life that that is meaningful to you mm-hmm. so um you know, again, that, that is different for everyone, you know, and for some people, they want to start a business and for some people, they don't want to be an entrepreneur. They just want another, another career. They want to do something different, but they just can't figure out like, what is it really, you know? And it's just always a search of 
what is my purpose in life and what makes me truly happy and where can I find that? Mm-hmm. And, um, and even people, I'm, I, I just recently, um, a, a new client of mine, she, she, she doesn't really need, I'm not going to go into the details, but mm-hmm. she doesn't, she's not looking for, for big finances at all. It doesn't even have to be a, a, a very, you know, uh, you know, it's not about earning six, seven figures, not at all. It's just about doing something in the world that you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm happy and I'm doing something good and I'm, I'm helping others or inspiring others. You know, that, that's what it's all about. It's not for me too. It's like, it's not in life about the money. I don't, I don't, I mean, some people are, you know, don't get me wrong. I, mm-hmm. I you know, some people want to be a millionaire and then earn six, seven figures that absolutely, I respect that. That's fine. I'm just not that person. I want to be happy with what I do every day and have enough to sustain myself. Of course, finances are very important. Um, and I never say to somebody, oh, just jump and follow your heart. I'm just so tired no. of hearing that. It's like, yeah, yeah. wait a minute, you have to think. You know, you have to use your mind. Yes, listen to your heart, but you have to use your mind as well, you know? Um, yeah, so yeah, so it is It is different. Every journey for everyone is different. So having having said that, I mean, if if... I listen and I occasionally do this. I listen to like self-help programs and they're predominantly from the US. And yeah. they talk about freedom. It is, it is nine out of 10. They, the first thing they mention is financial freedom. It is always about the money, the money, the money, the money. Yeah. I would reckon that the Dutch are interested. Like you said, I mean, money is, is, is important, but it becomes less yeah. important if you have some of it. It becomes more important if you have none of it. Would you, in your experience, would you say that, um, let's put it maybe broader uh, and with the risk of generalizing, overgeneralizing this, that Anglo-Saxons are more financially focused in terms of freedom and that, say, uh, the Dutch and the Scandinavians are more uh, focused in free time and, and not being pushed down by work? Or does that make, am I making any sense here? Huh. It's very, it's a very interesting question, Chris. It's a very interesting question. And I, I don't think we can generalize like that i really don't i mean you know in 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 cultural terms you would say you would say that western europeans and americans are more you know time is money Mm -hmm. so you know money is super important on the other hand you know one of my customers is american and another is is swedish and another is 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 from austria i mean um and and they're all it's just a search in in yourself in in what you truly want it's just whenever let me put it this way. I think, like you say, those countries that you mentioned, yes, money is very important and it is all about money. And it's true. I mean, the U.S., it's all, you know, oh, time is money and we have to, you know, earn, earn, earn. Mm-hmm. Maybe a majority, yeah. Um, the clients that I'm helping are the ones that that really want to change, you know, and do something completely different. And I think the ones that just are after the money, 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 it's still, <laughs> I want to succeed and success means money. Mm. Um, and on the outside, that's what we see all the time. That's why we are all so pressured of earning money. That's why, I mean, I was also raised like that, you know, like mm-hmm. you have to work hard, you have to earn money and it's still a part of me. It still sure. is, but a bigger part says, wait, you have to be happy too. You have to feel fulfilled in what you do. And I mm-hmm. work hard. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But my first focus is, can I, you know, if somebody tells me like, oh my gosh, I've been been watching your video and I just, you know, I got so inspired and, and I was, you know, um, you know, I learned something. Oh, that makes me so happy, you know, and then it's not about money because it's me creating a video, putting all my effort and time in it for free and just somebody watching it. So mm-hmm. it's not, it's not about, but it makes me so happy. And it's that, and it's those, those people are there that are like, okay, of course you have to have money. 
and find a way, but it's more important to, to, yeah, to, to feel, um, fulfilled and, and do something meaningful with your life. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that can go, it can go, yeah, it can go either way. It can go, it can go many ways, let's say. And, and you, um, okay, so you can say you're not generalizing like I would possibly or possibly did or just did. And, um, uh, you say that this word freedom means something different for, uh, yeah. for every, every person and every individual. So getting unstuck or getting from stuck, uh, in an unfeeling uh-huh. career to a meaningful uh-huh. freedom life or lifestyle, you, you told us before, you told me before, you had a formula for that. That is, that will be your approach, I guess, right? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Um, <laughs> well, the formula I was talking to you about was totally to do with, um, cultural shock, but I'm going to keep that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep that um, for the final of this uh, podcast. Um, and what you're mentioning now is getting unstuck. It's it's also um, something I, I have um, another training about. Actually, I have a free training on on uh, that people can can get. Um, it's always it's everywhere under my YouTube in the description. The link is there. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll get you. I'll, I'll take you through a little bit. It's um, the free training that I offer is, is seven strategies to get unstuck. But mm-hmm. to make it a bit shorter, and um, in in this podcast, it all starts with clarity. Mm-hmm. To get unstuck, everything starts with clarity. And um, and that means, what is it that you really want? Because sometimes people are like, you know, comp- you know, Christy's complaining. People are like, oh, and I'm not so happy and I don't know. And, and this is not making me happy. And, and this career, and my boss this and my colleague that. And just complain, complain, complain. And, 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 but then they stay in there. And then we say like, you know, do you want to change? Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you know, so, so there's two kinds of people. It's like those who complain all the time and then do they really want to change when yeah. it comes down to it? No. no. But then there's the people who are really stuck and they know they want to change. They're ready to change. They're ready to take a big step and change their lives to, to do something more meaningful. But the first step to get unstuck is clarity. Mm-hmm. So really clear, like, okay, this is me. This is where I am. I am ready to change. I am making the choice and the decision to change. Mm-hmm. And then the clarity, what is it that I want to do? What is my goal? So, um, and, and that's where it all starts. You know, it's, 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 it's making the decision because that's the thing. You know, people can say, yeah, I want to change, but they don't really make the decision that they're going to change. So they, they want to, they dream about it, but they're not doing anything about it. So the first thing is clarity, like, okay, this is me. This is where I am. This is my situation. I'm ready to make a choice and a decision to change. And then we're going to analyze, okay, what is your purpose? What is it that, what is that goal? You know, mm-hmm. actually I'm already, I'm already taking you through more than yeah. one step. And, and then comes with that, the fear, because once you realize, okay, um, a few t- steps later, like, okay, made a decision, made the choice. I have clarity. I know where I want to go. And by the way, having a big goal or a big dream, it doesn't mean that you know right away how you will get there. Okay. And there is an image I love to use and I'll share it with you. You know, Chris, when you're standing on a foggy, foggy beach somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so you're standing on the beach and you want to see through the fog, but you can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. And that's the fear of the unknown that so many people have and that I've been through and that I still go through sometimes. It's like you have a fear because you know your end destination. You know you have a big dream, you know, of, of let's say starting your own business and quitting your, your, your corporate and just, you know, doing that or start a restaurant or something. 
you have this big dream, but you have no idea how to get there. Like, I knew I wanted to be a TEDx speaker. I had no idea how, but I knew I was going to do it. I knew I wanted to publish books. I knew I wanted to become a speaker. I knew I wanted to, to, to grow on YouTube. I had no idea exactly how. So the how is something we will work through. Mm -hmm. But when you stand on that beach with that fog, you cannot see through it. But when you take steps, and every time you take a step through that fog, you will discover more and more and more. And that's the journey. That's the beauty of the, the process, the journey of getting to your goal. And that's what people are like, oh, wait, I can't see through it. So I'm not going to take one step at all because I can't see where I'm going. But that's the thing. You can't see. You, do, you don't. Oh, my gosh. I made a video last week. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. So why do you fear the unknown? You don't know any day. You, you don't know what's going to happen to you, Chris, tomorrow or next week or next month. You don't know. Yet we're afraid of taking that first step because we don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's only through deciding like, yes, I am going to take that step towards my goal. And then another thing will unfold and you'll work on that. And then another thing. And, and just to make it clear, it's like, OK, you know, when I published a book or I became a speaker, or I started, you know, traveling. It's it just I started talking to people. Hey, mm -hmm. what did you do? Where did you go? What, how did you start? You know, you started writing a paragraph or I started talking to other speakers or it's all these little steps through that fog. And then, oh, I can do that. Oh, you can bring me in contact with them. Oh, maybe I'll try that. And it just comes, you know, but you have to have that, that end goal in mind. It's like when you're driving the car in the dark, you know, you, you, you can't see your end destination, but you keep driving, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'll get there. Um, so, yeah. So <laughs> there's, um, yeah, there's all these, uh, all these, these, yeah, I, I, it, it's a lot about mindset, you know, it's a lot about choices and decisions and, 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 and trusting yourself. And you just mentioned self-development, but that's what I love, you know, mm -hmm. because it's just so important. It's just so important to take responsibility of your own life. But yet, what are we doing? We're doing everything what other people want from us. Oh, we want, we are expected to be successful in our careers. We're expected to work hard. We're expected to earn a lot of money. We're doing all these things what other wants, or we're doing things what we think other wants from us. Yeah. But whose life are you living? Yeah, whose life are you living? Your own or somebody else's? When you're 90 years old, it's an image. I, I have, and it's my drive, and it's it's helping a lot of people. When you're 90 years old, whose life are you looking back upon? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, 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 you know, I, I made him and her happy because I did what they wanted from me, or I did exactly what I wanted to do. Ah, the, the big problem is that a lot of people don't know what they want. I mean, yeah, they sort of roll into one thing and into the other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. yeah, Rachel, yeah. I'm looking at the time. Uh, we're 29 minutes into recording, um, okay. and uh, I'm, I'm still because I'm still curious to hear about your your formula. Because I mean, we're yeah. jumping a little bit from from one side, one topic to the other. I hope the audience, the, the listeners, will be okay with that. Um, because you talked you talked earlier about a formula, so I'm curious to hear what it is, how you use it, and and how people can benefit from that. And you have 15 seconds. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, because you always ask three tips, yeah. and actually the formula is three steps. So okay, could cool. I could I use yeah. that as as tips as absolutely. well? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great, great, great. Um, because the formula is actually three steps, and and it's the following. Um, it's a it's an acronym. 
and mm-hmm. it's Ola because it's easy to remember. And Ola, so O L A, and Ola stands for observe, learn, and apply. And there goes my 15 seconds. But no, I will. <laughs> I will explain a little bit. No. So the first step is, um, I mean, the whole reason of this formula is because you know how to deal with 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 cultural differences is something I talk about a lot. And actually, I have a big speech coming up this Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, you know how to deal with other cultures, how to communicate effectively, how to take the shock out of the cultural shock. Mm-hmm. And so when you apply this, it's it's first of all observe, right? So when you arrive to a new place or a new country or you deal with new people, just observe. You know, when I come to a new country, the, the one thing I love doing is is just sitting on a bench or in a coffee shop or somewhere and just sit and observe. I can do that for hours. Just mm-hmm. observe, like, how are people greeting? How are people dressed? How are people talking? How are people interacting? What is, you know, just observe. But not just observe, observe objectively. So no judging and no comparing to what you normally do. You know, you're used to eating with a fork and a knife. In some other cultures, they eat with chopsticks mm-hmm. or with just their hand or with a spoon, you know. But it is the key message here. There's no right. There's no wrong. It is just different. And how often do we hear, oh, they're driving on the wrong side of the road? No, they drive on the other side, on of, the side of the road. You know, yeah. it's observe objectively. So that's step one. Mm-hmm. And then step two is learn. Because mm-hmm. when you learn about the context of the difference and not just the difference, mm-hmm. that's when you start understanding the culture. So learn that time has a different meaning for everyone. We as Western Europeans, we're very punctual. Time is, you know, hey, you have this deadline. We schedule things. We have agendas. We stick to our agendas. Our meetings are, you know, from eight to nine and it will be from eight to nine, you know, not earlier, not later. It will not extend. It's, it's, we're very, very punctual. Whereas in India or in Asian countries, especially, or, or even just, I love the saying, like, we have the clock and in Africa, they have time. Yeah. I'm sure you heard that. Yes, yes, yes. But then, you know, I've experienced it over and over and I work a lot with Indians. And then you say, okay, so Friday noon is a deadline. And then Friday afternoon, you get an email. Oh, I didn't make it to the deadline. And that's when there are so many frustrations and misunderstandings because Western people, especially the, you know, I, I work a lot between Dutch and Indians and then they're like, oh, you know, they're not sticking to the deadlines and they're so, and they're so stressed and frustrated because of that. But then the Indians, they're a culture that is not confrontational. So they will never say, no, I can't make it. No, they will not. It's just too confrontational. Whereas yeah. the Dutch talking about the directness and the bloodless, they'll just say, well, no, I can't make it. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it next week or they'll give you a warning. The Indians, they don't. So there is, but that's the, that's the culture of the punctuality. You know, it's, it's, it's the confrontation. It's the punctuality. So here I am, you know, talking about the second step is learn, learn about the times difference, the, the, the directness, the, the, the hierarchy, uh, all of these, these, these cultural, um, uh, things or just talking about time. It's also the word soon or later or I'll come now. It could be now. It could be in three hours or I'll come now, now. Oh, that's now. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's all these. So learn, learn, learn about the context of the difference, you know, and and learn that 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 it, you know, they're all they all have a a positive intention to do what they do. And then comes the third one, which is apply. Mm -hmm. So O-L-A. So observe, learn and apply and apply means Again, about the punctuality, for example, um, you know, when somebody arrives late from another culture, instead of being, you know, frustrated and stressed out and boiling, you know, you could just say something like, oh, I'm glad you make it. 
mm-hmm. um, or you know realize that that a Dutch person says yes and it's yes and no and it's no and it's open and honest communication, but a person from India says yes and yes has five meanings yes. because no is too confrontational. So yes is yes, yes, I will do it. Yes, maybe I'll do it. Yes, I'll try to do it. Yes, I'll do my best. And yes, actually, no. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, so apply. However, and here's the thing, um, you know, the golden rule, I like to use that as an example, the golden rule that says, treat others the way you want to be treated. And there's a twist when it comes to cultures, treat others the way they want to be treated. And so, you know, like, like going fishing, you know, if, if let's say I like strawberries and chocolates, do I put strawberries on this little hook when I go fishing? No, you put a little worm on the hook because mm-hmm. you want to attract the fish. You give them what they like. Yeah. And having said this doesn't mean, and this is really important, it doesn't mean that you have to love all these other cultural behaviors mm-hmm. and all these cultural things. No, you don't have to agree with everything. You know, you don't. All I'm saying is be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Be open-minded and realize that there is no right and there is no wrong. It is just different. Yeah. But the world is just yeah, so much fascinating if, if you just learn about, you know, and, and apply and try things out and, and just be open to that. Because in the end, we're dealing with other cultures every single day, just one click away, and we're 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 dealing with somebody from another culture. So, mm-hmm. and in our global world, it's only becoming more and more and more. So, so yeah. So just you know, just be excited. You know, I'm 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 always excited to deal with other cultures, and instead of being frustrated and shocked and and taking it negatively, negatively, just you know, just be open and just excited and try to learn and ask open questions and, and, and yeah, just, um, be excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, you you make full sense as well. So it's, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I'm looking at the time as well and you didn't want to, uh, 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 linger on too long with (laughs) with this podcast. So about 38 minutes in the podcast, I'm going to ask you the last question. Thank you Mm -hmm. for giving us the, um, the three tips, the OLA, observe, learn and apply. Finally then, um, Rachel, how can people get in touch with you if they want to? That's really easy. If you have my name, Rachel Smets, S-M-E-T-S, you Google it, basically, and you find me everywhere. But just to be short, I mean, my website is rachelsmets.com. My YouTube is Rachel Smets, um, LinkedIn, Rachel Smets. Um, everything is rachelsmets.com. And um, yeah, feel free to ask me any questions, message me. Look at all the resources and freebies below my um, videos on YouTube as well. And if not, then just message me and um, I'll, uh, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thank you for for reaching out, and thanks for um, for this interview as well. It's been uh, it's been a bit across the board, but that's okay. I think I think in the end, uh, the cohesion was there. I mean, it it's at least to me it made sense being a listener to your um, to your stories as well. Thank you for having me, Chris. All right, you have a great day, and I'm sure we'll uh, bump into each other in the future. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Rachel. Um, one more time. If you have not subscribed to this podcast, it's a good idea to do that now. You can find me in several places, uh, on iTunes, in Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and also in CastBox. I didn't know if I was even there, but apparently in CastBox you can find this podcast as well. Good. If you're in iTunes and you want to leave a review, that will be great, because more people will be able to find this podcast as well. All right. The music you hear in the background is from Ben Sound. 
Check them out at bandsound.com. My name is Chris Smith, and this was the Culture Matters Podcast. I'll be back in no less than two weeks' time. Talk to you then. Bye. That's it for this episode. Culture Matters, making you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences. Your host, Chris Smith, has a plan. A plan for people who are looking for a solution.